Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What do you want for Christmas, Daniel? Well, if I were to get you anything for Christmas, what would it be? See. Anything. Christmas is three days away now. It is? <laughs> when this episode drops, yes. Okay. Well, thankfully, I still have time to <laughs> shop. Uh, I'm a fiend for coffee. Fiend for coffee. Good coffee. Good coffee. There you go. Not not the work brew. Not the work brew, which I think is good coffee. It's all right. It's all right. Well, You did I'm, our coffee taste test. You know how good the stuff I brew is. Yeah, I, I think we need to do that again, though. I think we need more of the artisan-type coffees to see if you can tell the difference. I mean, we had some pretty big extremes. We did, like, Maxwell House versus, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I brought in, like, two that had Ethiopians in them. So it was yeah. kind of a... Not a fair test. Okay. We need to have like some Honduran with some African with some Indonesian. Isn't Ethiopia in Africa? Yeah, but I'm saying I we didn't like contrast that with a Central American coffee. Okay. I didn't know where all the five boroughs were. I ran the five boroughs. Man, what a race. Have Before I about or that after you didn't know where they were? Uh during. Interesting. Yeah. Uh it was awesome. What an unbelievable race. If any of you out there run and you have the opportunity, you should run the New York City Marathon. Wowzer. And it was very um, nostalgic, maybe is the word. I don't know. I got choked up many times hmm. because it was as if, you know, the city of New York came out and it was everything from the patriotism of still, you know, rebounding from 9-11 to not having it the year before because mm-hmm. of COVID and the weather was gorgeous, and the people were just everywhere, everywhere. You can get to all five boroughs in 26 miles? Yeah. Yeah, you run. You start in Staten Island. You're only there for about a nanosecond. You run over the bridge into Brooklyn, mm-hmm. okay? You run up into Queens, Bronx, and then down through Manhattan. Gosh, it seems so much further than that. Yep. I'm guessing. I don't know. I've never really Brooklyn was probably the longest, and then... Um, I would say Manhattan was second. Because Manhattan's really long. Yeah, it's primarily the Central Park p- uh, aspect. Where did I you mean, end? You have Central Manhattan, and then it, they're all not islands. You know, they're, oh, yeah. they're like Queens and the Bronx are up up northern Manhattan. But Manhattan, so the island itself, end, is like super. Correct. You yeah. end in Central Park, which mm. is unbelievable. You run south on the west side of Central Park and then come around the end, I guess that's 59th, and then into Central Park, up up the middle of Central Park, which is amazing. But the funny thing about what I did, which I'll never do again, we had a hotel at 38th, and because it was a good value, because that's what we do, they which spit is, you out at 72nd, which is about mid- From the race? Yeah. So you come into Central Park, mm-hmm. which is, let's say, 59th. You run up, and then they exit you out 72nd. And my thought was I would walk down to about 59th, and I would catch a cab 
and then go back or an Uber or whatever and get back to the hotel. There were so many people. I ended up, after 26 miles, I ended up walking from 72nd to 38th back to the hotel. That's a long walk after running a marathon. Really? Yeah. What's a New York block in miles? Oh, here we go. It's a long walk, Daniel. Let's just leave it at that. Can we just leave it at that? I don't know my phone. I would Google it. Let's go to the question, (laughs) shall we? We've got Savannah from California. Savannah, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hi, guys. My name is Savannah, and I'm from Los Angeles. I'm 17 and have been lucky enough to have been working for the past couple of years and not pay any expenses, so I'll have anywhere between twenty to 25000 saved by the time I'm 18. I will be attending university in the fall, so my question for you is should I put all of my money towards paying for school to avoid student loans as much as possible, or should I put some of it somewhere else, like a Roth IRA or just other accounts that will grow over time, as my first step into the financial world? I'm new to the whole thing and don't understand a lot of it, but most of the financial advice being given isn't geared towards people in my position. I love the podcast and I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Okay, a couple quick caveats. Savannah is now in school because this was sent earlier this year and she's over 18. So that's important because we would have had to get some whatever thing signed and so on and so forth. So just a couple caveats there. So first of all, Savannah, bravo. Uh, I'd be curious to know what you did, right? Because mm-hmm. you're already in school and so forth. So yeah. this is a little after the fact, so I'm sorry about that. But nonetheless, uh, I'd... Boy, this is a tough one. My my guttural response is just pay for school and come out debt-free, hopefully, or as much as you possibly can. But there's an element of me, I don't know why, but there's an element, maybe it's because I... If she's going to school and having already saved twenty to twenty five thousand dollars, and which means she's an earner and could then, with earned income, participate in a Roth, there's an element of me that says she should take advantage of the Roth at this age mm-hmm. and then chunk the remaining balance towards her school so that she doesn't have a significant loan, which is a little bit different than I would normally. Probably normal people would think I would. I would say, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, her savings ability as a senior in high school before she goes off to college is amazing. Yeah. So her discipline to pay those loans off very quickly is going to be there. I, I don't see any, you know, and if she was able to sock a few, you know, years of Roth away, that literally could be her whole retirement account by the time she turns 60 years old. I mean, yeah. That's massive. Yeah, when you're in the middle of your working ages, uh, most people will look back on their earliest years working uh, and kick themselves for not utilizing a Roth early on. And that's just uh, simply the math of compounding, right? And the fact also that you can't get back those max contributions that you didn't use. Uh, So in your early working years, you have max contributions to something like a Roth IRA or your 401k. And so uh, a lot of people will wait till the kind of the middle of their working journey and go, oh, how can I start maxing out everything? Uh, and then wish that they can contribute more. Uh, but the reality is you're if you're kind of giving up, even if you don't max it out right now, even if you're just putting some away, uh, just building up those accounts uh, is going to pay you very well in the future. Yeah, I think that's the angle I would go. She's still got, assuming she worked this year uh, before going off to college, which I'm guessing she did, mm-hmm. you could contribute either up to the max or the amount that you made as an earner into a Roth IRA whichever's for 2022, lower. whichever's lower, you could contribute into a Roth IRA, you know, buy a 
S&P 500 total market index fund, set it and forget it. And then the remaining balance could be used towards paying school uh, and offsetting those expenses. And I would try to do that. I guess that's pretty similar to then, you know, if somebody's getting uh, uh, participating 10% in a 401k or something and then attacking debt along those lines. Because I do believe that the base of making sure you're participating in a retirement account is critical, uh, early, especially early on in your year. So maybe it's not as as uh, contrarian as no. to what I would normally say. Yeah, and obviously there's a few things we uh, don't know that we're but we're kind of relying upon that uh, she's going to get a degree that she'll be able to then pay off <laughs> those yeah. student loans with uh, in good time. So she's not kind of getting something that's she overpriced the for the value stuff she's like that. Going to study international business. Or yeah, something for people like that, that are just kind of popping into the first podcast. Uh, that's those are not some her. of the assumptions. That, no, no, that's seventeen not her, year but... old is listening to our podcast and they're no. going to get a liberal arts degree. Let's hope Nothing not. wrong with that, but unless it costs you a hundred grand. And then you make 20 grand. That's rough. That's going to be hard. Congratulations to all of you for being accepted to Hogwarts. These are going to be the best days of your lives. So uh, so we are assuming uh, that part because uh, that would change the equation significantly. And it would probably be less about where do you save versus that discussion would be, do you really need to get this particular degree? To yeah, do that discussion do? would be, hey, change majors. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, uh, I would guess that would be the only, the only other caveat. We're probably going to get some negative feedback on that. That's okay, though. Why? Well, because some people out there might be like, I have a liberal arts degree and I make $150,000. So That's go good. shove it up your they should whatever. Do what they love and, and make sure it doesn't uh, dig them a hole of debt. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the key is making sure you analyze your debt. If you're going to get a degree, I'm not opposed to student loans. I, 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 think, that, I think that financing education in our country is one of the great things about our country. I think that's uh, awesome that we have the ability to do that. But like any other calculated financial decision, you have to look at the return on investment. And if your assessment says that that return on investment is not going to be above and beyond what you're going to be spending, you can't do that. Yeah. It's not a wise financial decision. And we've also talked about before when you're on the tail end of that. Uh, so you're graduating, uh, you got your degree, you need to get your hustle on to pay those off. Yeah. Quickly, because uh, you'll kick yourself if those are hanging over your head for you know years and years down the road. So if you can continue to live, uh, you know, with on your parents. student expenses with the parents, whatever it is, uh, and get those paid off, you know, in in two, three, four, five years after graduating, rather than extending those out uh, forever, uh, you'll do much better in your financial plan while saving for retirement and things like that. We we kind of moved right through bro talk after you made fun of me for walking 30 some blocks after 26 miles. Uh, and so we have just a few minutes that I want to circle back around. I don't know where we're going to be December 20, whatever, when this podcast airs. 22nd. But for the first time in a long time, we've had some volatility in the market. And a lot of our listeners that are investing, maybe new to investing, et cetera, might be seeing these accounts down for the first time in a long time. And as we talk about in the tribe, I, I really want to encourage people that your trajectory should be long-term. One of the reasons we talk about the basic principles in DIY money, and we really strongly encourage you do not skip a step, is so that when times like this come in the market where there's uncertainty, volatility, it might be scary. And I don't care what the dollar amount is. It's not, it's not fun losing money. I'm losing money in the market. When markets go down, I don't like it. I don't care what the amount is. The reality, though, is, is if you have your emergency fund, you have your fast cash, 
You have these buckets that you're systematically investing in, and you're not concerned about the short term. You know that in the short to intermediate term, it's going to be volatile. There's going to be down markets. And here's a news flash we haven't seen in years. Guess what? That could happen for a very long time. One of my concerns about this market and participants is people have become conditioned that it'll bounce back in three months or three weeks. No problem. Maybe that happens. Maybe by the time this airs, we're at new highs and somebody listening going, Quinn, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? But maybe not. Mm-hmm. And it might stay that way for a long time. So follow the steps. Do not skip the steps. If you skip the steps, you're gambling. And if you're gambling, then you're going to be subject to losing money and being overly emotional about it. Don't skip the steps and know that this is all part of the game. It's all part of the journey. And also know that if you're dollar cost averaging in, you're buying at lower prices. What say you on that, Daniel? Great to buy at lower prices. Great. Excellent. Words of wisdom. I mean, all things considered, I'd rather buy lower than higher. That's right. Stock market's the only place in the world when things go on sale, people don't get excited about it. They freak out. Well, it's because they have some on their books already. Right. Yep. Unlike turkeys, which are on sale now, and I'm pretty excited about it. I think I'm going to buy a couple. So I can do my oven bag roasted turkey. You can have turkey for Christmas? Maybe. Maybe I will. Actually, good. Maybe we'll skip the beef Wellington and we'll go to the turkey Wellington. Mm. Yeah, not a good idea. Let's wrap this sucker up. Great question, Savannah. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. We really appreciate that. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty darn simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest, even through market volatility, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.